0: Dangling After Dark with Dick Dangle, episode 449. Features a stepfather, manifesting the naughty, love at work, and an interview with the stunning Catherine Knight.
1: Warning, this show is only for adults who like sex. sex. Does your dick hang low? Does it dangle? Hello,
0: everybody, and welcome to episode 449 of Dangling After Dark with Dick Dangle. Welcome to the Pervert Nation. I am your host, Dick Dangle, and joining me for this episode is the man, the myth. The legend, the admiral of the A-game, and the master of his domain. He spent two weeks at a darkness retreat to see if he wanted to return to the show. And lucky for all of us, his ayahuasca-fueled dreams have brought him back. He is the fine stepfather
2: bring that a game Dango. i'm a lot more mellow I haven't been locked in the darkness for two weeks how are you my friend hey before you say anything else a very happy birthday dang oh
0: my goodness gracious thank you so much i appreciate that i i am doing very well thank you it is truly about you when i have you on these shows how are things going
2: for you I can't complain. I get up every day. I'm breathing. I have four walls around me. A wife that pretends that she loves me. (laughs) And a dog that needs me, I mean, loves me. So what more can I ask for?
0: (laughs) Need love.
2: (laughs) In this day and age, who's counting? Right, right.
0: Exactly.
2: (laughs) It's it's all in how you define it. Right.
0: (laughs) How is the pooch doing?
2: She's doing well. Just had our latest checkup and round of shots, and she's got a clean bill of health. Nice. So we're getting ready for the spring-summer season to start our water training, see if she'll take to it again this year. Uh, Last year, she took a step back. She was more interested in just standing in the water (laughs) than actually saving lives. The one thing you don't want is the last resource is a dog to come out and save you, and they don't want to do it. <laughs> You're not wrong.
0: <laughs> Why is the dog just the dog's just standing there. right? Like, hey, what's up? How you th- What's wrong?
2: So we'll see. All right, we'll see how it goes.:
0: Well, best of luck to you and your dog. Thank for you. that, yes. Yeah, things here are going well. The show continues to just rock on, putting out episode after episode. The listenership is going well. And I, I really can't complain. Getting excited, going to my first ever Chicago Exotica in about six weeks or so as this gets released. So I'm already starting to do my planning when it comes to that and what I got to do for the fine listeners of this show. But I don't I don't know how you feel about this stuff, Father. Are you someone that believes you can manifest actions and things in your life by just thinking about it, just putting it out
2: into the universe? Nope. Nope. <laughs> But okay. <laughs> I'm, also, I'm also not one who has tried. Oh, okay. So I'm a, I'm a, a science denier on that one. Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, I think, I think you can prepare and you can strive and you can practice and you can put in your 10,000 hours type of deal to make something happen. But I don't just simply believing in something would make it happen. I do know that my lottery numbers have never hit. (laughs) And I have consistently had a plan for how I would spend that money.
0: Of course. Of course.
2: (laughs) So that has never manifested itself. Okay. (laughs) I think everything else, though, that I've I've quote-unquote earned – so, like, I can see the direct result of my actions. I gotcha. So let me
0: put a spin on that. Is there something that has been kind of a trend in your life or something that continues to happen that you've noticed where you go, oh, look at that. There it is again
2: i think there could be a coincidence every once in a while but i don't chalk it up to this thing i don't believe in like the hocus pocus i do i do believe in jinxes i believe in the negative side but i don't believe in the positive side (laughs) 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 so you're negative karma not positive karma yeah, like I don't, you know. Everybody's like, "Oh, there's a sign." Like, I got a sign from my dead my dead mother. I got a oh, sign right. from this person. I don't feel like I ever get signs now. My wife has told me um, there's things that I'll point out. Like my my mom before she passed, she would always her lottery number. She would always play it was two two two. Okay. So when stuff happens on February twenty second, or if something happens and you look down the clock at the clock and it's two twenty two, it's like oh that's your mom speaking to you. I don't believe in any of that. I don't believe in that stuff at all. So
0: I could agree with that to a point because I know as the leader of Pervert Nation, I have to think in a show manner to kind of create things for the show. I always try to bring personal stories when I can that, you know, involve topics that, uh, you know, refer back to this show, but I'll be damned if dirty things or in the periphery, dirty things happen to me that I can bring to the show on a fairly often basis. I would like to give you two examples. Okay. The first one, I am listening to a podcast, and they are talking about the missile that they shot into an asteroid or a meteor, whatever it was, to see if they could change its trajectory. Okay. And, and they did that almost like the movie Armageddon. They wanted to see if it was possible, so if there was a asteroid meteor that was heading to Earth that was going to be a world destroyer, if they could somehow shoot it off course, if they could just like, pew, pew, and and it goes a different direction. So in listening to this, the person talking about this missile launch said it would have to be a massive rocket missile to actually do it, but for the small missile and the small asteroid that they shot at, it worked. Not only did it change trajectory, but it slowed it down. And what they said they found out was not only did the impact of this missile hitting it slow it down, but what happened was when it hit the asteroid, I kind of use meteor and asteroid uh, interchangeably. I know that's completely wrong, but I'm doing it anyway. (laughs) When it hit... It explodes and blows out debris, but then that debris gets caught up in the body that is still moving, and that increased the slowing rate, which I thought was really neat.
2: It it increased the surface area so it would have to slow down. Right. Plus, it would make it easier to burn up when it gets into the atmosphere because it's smaller chunks.
0: Absolutely. So they used a word to define... This material that is now dislodged from this stellar body. And uh, the definition is material that is forced or thrown out, especially as a result of volcanic eruption, meteoritic impact, or stellar explosion. This is my new favorite word. Ejecta. Ejecta. Ejecta.
2: That sounds... Is that, like, is that one of the Wu-Tang clans? <laughs> Ejecta deck. <laughs> it could be. Or a Transformer.
0: A tra- oh, that is definitely a Decepticon. I can agree with that. <laughs> but Ejecta, how dirty a word can you possibly come up with? Because not only does it sound dirty... But what it does is dirty. It is launching debris (laughs) out from its source. That is completely dirty. And I laughed mightily in my car the exact same day. Stepfather, do you still have a standard alarm clock?
2: I do. Well, no. Are you talking about like? one of the round ones that you set the time with the hands and then whenever it goes off it goes back and forth and rings the bells on top of it if that's your question the answer is no not (laughs) quite that old school
0: though i do know someone that has one (laughs) because they cannot get out of bed like they tune it all out and they need one of those to wake them up but like
2: an old school digital one well i have so i have a lamp that is a digital alarm clock. That's a USB charging station, all in one. Okay. But I I don't ever set my alarm. I just wake up. Oh wow! Okay. I don't. Not on my phone. Not on my watch. Not nothing. I just wake up. Wow. I, when awesome. this when the sun comes up, I wake up. <laughs> wow, that is so impressive. <laughs> I wake up every day at the same time. Uh, I'm usually starting to wake up. Uh, about an hour earlier, because I sleep with the t v on so uh and i I watch um Seinfeld before I go to bed every night okay. so uh, I am woken i'm I'm started to to be awakened every morning by the um uh rafferty dental commercials <laughs> where- they're going to give you new teeth, right? New implants. <laughs> Here's an uh, unpaid-for plug for them, I guess. <laughs> if you're if you're in Pittsburgh and, and need some dentistry done, but uh, <laughs> yeah. So then I sleep a little bit more, and then I I wake up. Yeah, but yeah, I don't need I don't use an alarm clock at all.
0: That is so impressive, and I couldn't do that in my bedroom because I have blackout blinds. Okay. So it is dark all day in my bedroom. So if I didn't set that alarm. I'm sleeping through everything. I am literally going to sleep about 18 hours. So I need to set an alarm. And I actually still have my alarm clock from when I was in college. And that was a million years ago. So I can't stand waking up to the beep of the alarm clock. Even like commercials that have that drive me crazy. I wake up to a radio station playing music. Okay. So the same day as I learn about Ejecta, which I'm going to use that term really wrong when I'm having sex. (laughs) At night, I'm setting my alarm and the song that I turn on to make sure it is working is the George Michael Elton John live version of Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me. Okay. A great song. The live version is very good. But as I turn on the the sound to the alarm clock to see if it works and what volume it's at I literally hear go down on me yeah I'm like <laughs> and that's it I laughed out loud for 20 minutes because literally my alarm clock wants me to go down on it
2: I mean that's the heck of a way to wake up Right to that there <laughs> I like, It's better than watching the same country bumpkin with no jawline get teeth.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's how I wake up every day. <laughs> you may need to
0: change that channel. I don't know. <laughs> country bumpkin. <laughs> but see, like this stuff follows me, Stepfather. I always seem to find a way. Now, granted, this is my interpretation of this, but it's dirty right. stuff. Go down on me? Come on. That's
2: well, nice. yeah, but it's one of those. Uh, my theory with this is it's, it's one of those things that you're kind of always looking out for it because of the nature of what you do. That is true. So you pick up on those cues. Like, you know, if when I'm really into um, like I'm going through my like heavy Elvis phase, like I, I'm going to pick out every everything that I see that reminds me of Elvis. I'm going to think about it's like, oh, look at that. Look at that look at that but it's just because it's it's in your subconscious to be thinking about it. Yeah.
0: I don't know, stepfather. I think this is the heavens doing their best to keep me entertained in a very naughty manner.
2: Hey, whatever whatever makes it work for you. I don't I'm not one of those folks that are like telling people that they shouldn't think that way. You go ahead and you go ahead and do you man. That's right. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I'm not here to crap on anybody's weedies.
0: That's right.
2: <laughs> I just know that those lottery numbers have yet to hit for me. Yeah. So I haven't manifested shit. Is it- <laughs> I feel like the the guys with the pick on the on the sand and space balls. We ain't manifested shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Come the desert. Exactly. <laughs> kind of <laughs> off topic, but not really I was watching, it was cable, but it wasn't like your basic channels of cable. And they were playing Blazing Saddles. And the only thing they cut out was the really heavy language. They left every scene and everything in. Okay. I was so impressed. And it really frightened the people that I was with of how much I could recite of that movie. Like there's, I
2: recite that movie on a daily basis. That's right. <laughs> Get them, girls. That's what what I usually throw out. On that note, have you watched any of History of the World Part Two? I have not. I was. Is Mel Brooks a part of that? He introduces it. The episodes. Okay. Yeah, I haven't um, seen it yet. I watched the first two episodes so far. Okay. And there's some good skits and there's some dumb skits. It has its moments. I don't know if I like the way it's set up. One, I thought it was just going to be a movie. I didn't know it was going to be episodic. Uh, But then two, like I would almost rather have it play out one whole skit because it's like in each episode they do four or five skits, but then in the second episode they revisited the skit from the first episode but then added to it. Oh, okay. So I almost switched that each episode was its own skit all the way through instead of hopping around.
1: Hmm,
0: that's interesting. Yeah, I'll definitely have to check that one out. For sure.
2: It's up your alley. <laughs> it's the, it's the kind of films or the kind of comedy that you're into, so I think you'll enjoy it. All
0: right. I don't I don't know if I should be flattered or insulted.
2: No, I mean it just follows along the lines of History of the World Part 1, Kentucky Fried Movie. Some of the jokes are super literal. Uh it's still, you know, steeped in racist humor. Um, <laughs> okay. But I mean it's it's all relative to each of the skits that are being done too, so yeah
0: yeah, all right, yeah, I'll check it out. You know what We're like fifteen sixteen minutes into this, and uh I didn't even tell the listeners what they're getting with this episode.
2: you told them they were going to get to ejecta
0: uh, we're definitely going to get some ejecta. What they are going to get is a couple of articles between the stepfather and I, and then you get an interview with Catherine Knight. Unbelievable. You will hear me talk about it at the end of the first half. Interviews in the second half. Fantastic stuff. So let's just keep trucking right along. Fine stuff, Father. You are a man who is lucky enough to work at home. Yes, sir. Has this changed how much you masturbate during work? It
2: has not. Wow. I still don't do it.
0: Wow. How? Do, how how do you not?
2: Because <laughs> I'm here to work, sir. Wow.
0: Do, <laughs> does your job know how lucky they are to have you?
2: I tell them all the time. I could <laughs> be masturbating right now. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you know.
0: Right. You know what? You may not like my productivity, but it could be worse. I could be ejecta right now.
2: Exactly. (laughs) That I let them know.
0: Yeah, good. As you should, my friend. This article comes from lovehoney.com. How many people are masturbating at work? Being able to work From home has opened up not just a new way of working, but also a new way of living. We now take meetings in our pajamas and we've turned our beds into offices. It has given us the power to work in any way we want. But as they say, with great power comes great responsibility. We've surveyed 2008 people over the age of 18 to take a deep dive into their sex and masturbation habits and discover whether working from home has changed them. We revealed that as many as 49% of respondents admitted to masturbating whilst they were meant to be working and 39% have even gone as far as having sex during their work hours. However, we found that when it comes to the risk factor, it is much more appealing to women with almost two in five women saying that's the reason for them masturbating during work hours compared to 32% of men. The risk factor is also the most common reason amongst 18 to 24-year-olds with 45% saying this is the reason they masturbate at work compared to only 11% of those aged over 55. That's a big gap. Yeah. (laughs) So the study says, why do you masturbate during work hours? And what they did is they broke it up into four categories, feeling horny, stress relief, I know it's risky, and boredom. If you were to masturbate during work hours, what would the reason be out of those four? Run up by me again?
2: I don't feel like mine was in there.
0: Oh, okay. Feeling horny, stress relief, I know it's risky, and boredom.
2: See, I mean, I guess I know uh, stress relief would be it, but I would just say uh, stupidity. Like I'd have to let the anger out from all the stupid that I have to work with on a daily basis. <laughs> so I guess that's stress. But it's like it's not stress because I'm not stressed in the, in the mindset of I'm unable to do my job. Right. Right. It's like it's not that kind of stress. It's stress of I've got to deal with you. If I have to deal with you, I need some dopamine. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: disappointed in your evolutionary traits as a human being. I need (laughs) to whack off. Yeah. All right. So when it comes to each category, feeling horny, 74% of men said that would be the reason to do it, while 61% of women did it. (laughs) And it goes down incrementally to boredom, where 30% of men said that's the reason they would masturbate at work, with 25%. Of women saying the same thing. Uh, I think, honestly, for me, it would either be feeling horny or I know it's risky. Because with my jobs that I've had, there has been inherent stress, but nothing that, like yourself, was overwhelming. And boredom... If I'm that bored with a job, I'm probably just going to go get another job. So
2: yeah, like boredom seems like a, a a weird reason to masturbate. You're here, I'm here. Okay, like even even now, I've done it enough. There's still an excitement factor in doing it. I agree. Like I don't ever. I'm never ever just like. I'm bored, I got nothing to do, I might as well masturbate. Like right. <laughs> That almost makes me feel like even I can't enjoy myself.
0: <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can agree with
0: that, because I'm never thinking to myself, wow, let me pull out my pud and see if I could get this half-flaccid dick to try and do right. something, because I really have nothing better to do. Yeah, I can agree with that.
2: Right, like, like I don't see how you would even – how would you, you would even get to the point of ejecta uh, if you were doing <laughs> it out of boredom.
0: Yeah, exactly because – and like you said, it is that, wow, you know, I'm in one of two phases in my life. Holy smokes, someone is touching my penis or holy smokes, I am touching my penis. Right. There's still excitement. I can agree with that.
2: Like I feel bad for the people that have to masturbate because they're bored. Because they're not even treating themselves right
0: That is true Oh my goodness Where's your heart
2: <laughs> How could you do it to yourself like that It's such a disappointment
0: That's right You're doing yourself Stop dirty it right now <laughs> Now when it comes to The same population of people They were asked Why do you have sex during work hours 64% said feeling horny 54% said partner wanted to, 40% stress relief, 34% knowing it's risky, and 21% boredom. Hey. Still 21%. Right. I feel bad. Yeah. Hey, honey. I know we should be working, and I'm on this conference call, but I'm muted. <sighs> you want to, like, sit on my lap for a little bit and bounce up and down? Like, <laughs> okay yeah that is a horrible answer for this it's almost up there with the partner wanted to because that almost makes it sound like they were talked into it you know there wasn't that i got that passing glance and our eyes met and we knew it was on and i could care less that i'm trying to walk this person through their car insurance claim you know right i don't know I think for me, if it's not feeling horny, stress relief, or knowing it's risky, you're missing the boat.
2: Yeah, I mean, even – I mean, I get – like I said, I get the stress relief too. But at the same time, I was going to say you're beating yourself up, but (laughs) you're literally beating yourself up. (laughs) Even that, you kind of feel bad that uh, that's only going to give you a temporary – Temporary feeling of hope.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's why I masturbate every night, my friend. Because just for that moment, be like, yeah, all's right with the world. I better fall asleep before that changes. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. There's part of me that is happier in knowing that there are people that are masturbating and having sex, quote unquote, during work hours. But it's got to be the right sex and masturbation. You can't do it for the wrong reasons. You got to treat your parts better than that.
2: Right. Man.
0: So that being said, if you and the stepmother were working at home together and she gave you that look like, you know what? I am bored out of my mind. We could do these jobs in our sleep. We are so good at them. How about, you know, we put on the headsets and we do a little teleconferencing on our own horizontally.
2: Let's do it. Would you do it? Probably not. Wow. I'm a Boy wow. Scout dagger. You are I'm a company work. man. I work. That's right. <laughs> you are
0: towing the company line.
2: Right. You should get a raise. <laughs> I should. You
0: should. Holy smokes. So I, I, you make me feel bad about all the masturbating I do at work
2: now. All the times you've had sex at work.
0: All oh, the times. <laughs> and I don't even work from home. Right. Damn. Way too much you out on the job. Way too much. I don't know. I don't. Have I had sex on the clock? I've had sex at work, but I don't think I was on the clock. Does that count?
2: I mean, you can still get fired for it. So, yeah. Oh, OK. All right. Right. I I would think if your job is at risk, I mean, it's not it's up there, but it's not it's not like you've reached the pinnacle. There's still more work to be done.
0: (laughs) It's like having sex in a Cessna. You're not a mile high, so you still got right. work
2: to go. But you're in a. I mean, there's, yeah, I mean, you could get a handy in the parking lot of your job and technically have sex at work, mm. right? So oh. there's having sex at work. There's having sex while working. And there's having sex in the conference room while your boss is next door. Mm. <laughs> you're setting goals for me, my friend. Exactly. <laughs> now you know. So now you're you're at the you're at the third tier. You know you're. You're in the lobby, but you still need to get to the uh, to the big corner office.
0: <laughs> if you
2: added up
0: all of the at work parking lot hand jobs that I've gotten in my life, those would almost equal having sex on the boss's desk while he's working there. <laughs> I've had so many at work parking lot hand jobs.
2: I dated good in my twenties, is what I'm saying. You know, either you know that or you worked hard for the money. That's right. You better <laughs> you didn't treat me say, right. you didn't say giving or receiving in that. Oh, that is very true. That is very true. You, uh, I could, you know, as if I if I was the one working, I could have definitely said, you know, I have had, I have had so many hand jobs <laughs> in my day. <laughs> The assumption is that you were on the receiving end of this, but that may not be true. I
0: will leave those up to everybody's imagination.
2: <laughs> what percentage do you think, listeners? <laughs> is the, you know, the giver or the receiver?
0: <laughs> well, let me say this. When I was the giver, it was out of boredom.
2: Uh,
0: <laughs> but, but when I was the receiver, it was for stress. You are correct. <laughs>
2: i was just helping a fellow co-worker out
0: you know talk about toeing the company line i did right. what i
2: could for my team teamwork so, <laughs> so, you're uh what the heck are those things called those uh those motivational posters right you know where it's like teamwork and it's usually like a house being built or you know something that's like the fruit of the labors right. and yours is an empty tissue box right. and it just says teamwork in the block letters at the bottom of it <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a black shirt
0: stained with white <laughs> right with, with the little catchphrase teamwork makes the cream spurt you know <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: like a, it's like a shirt uh Hanging off the uh, the side of the table and the, uh, you know, the, the injector running itself down the side like the uh, that clocks picture. Right. Of the, like, melting clocks.
0: <laughs> there you go. Or, you <laughs> yes, it could be a red bearded, like, a close-up of the mouth and cheeks of a red bearded gentleman with a wet, like, moist towelette on the corner of his lips. Right. I do hey, it's it's all about motivation when it comes to my teams when I work with them. This is why I work by myself
2: now because uh so it wasn't out of choice. <laughs> 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 too much motivation. Too much motivation, honestly. Yeah, yeah this has too much motivation is driven Dangle to self-employment. <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly. All right, man. Well, dear listeners, I need to know, if you have ever had sex or masturbated at work, please let me know. Dick at danglingafterdark.com is my email, or you can let me know via Twitter, at the Dick Dangle. I know that there are people out there that listen to this show that have done these things. You have to let me know. And let me know what category... You fell in because I may be a little judgmental. If you said boredom, I would hope it would be one of the others. But I still want to know. What do you think, stepfather? What do you think is the percentage of listeners that have either masturbated or had sex while at work that listen to
2: the show? I would say, all told, you're probably you got to be upwards of fifty percent. I was thinking,
0: least. yeah, yeah. I was thinking the same thing, yeah. <sighs> I think what I'm really trying to say by bringing this article and discussion to this show is I want to work with the stepfather. <laughs> I want to make sure you are properly motivated
2: for your job. I'm motivated, Daniel. I told you I don't. I don't break. <laughs> I'm focused. Uh, but you could be like extra motivated if we work together. I could be sleeping at my desk. That's right. I could be in my refractory period.
0: <laughs> uh, that is true as well. Gosh darn it. Uh, all I'm saying is I want to touch a pee pee. That's, that's
2: really what I'm trying to say. Oh, I'm picking up what you're putting okay. down. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'm not putting it down. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> well, that's why I'm not letting you pick it up.
0: Ah, here. Yeah, that's smart. That is smart. Yep. Yeah, stop <laughs> me before I even start. Good man. Right. Wow. I wish I had your, your willpower and your focus. I really do. So I think we're going to call it a first half of a show. So let me talk a little bit because, I mean, this flew by. This absolutely flew by. So let me talk about my interview with Catherine Knight. Thank you so much to Tanya Tate of Star Factory PR for bringing her to me. I know that the stepfather has watched performers like Catherine Knight in the way that when you watch them, there is a sensual and sexual energy that exudes from them that is just beyond captivating. You can tell that they are really enjoying what they are doing with who they are doing it with. And you just get caught up in it. And I know that this is true for me when it comes to Catherine Knight. Her scenes are absolutely fantastic. So when I had the opportunity to interview her, I jumped at it, and she was fantastic. Fantastic. She was actually in Berlin as we were doing this interview, and I was so happy that the audio connection was as good as it was, and we had an absolute blast talking about the scenes that she does and who she is as a person. We get into just so many different things, but I gained a ton of respect for her, and it made me appreciate her even more, as just a person and performer, it was really, really cool. And I think the listeners are going to pick up on that. It was just very, very good. There you go. Yeah. So check her out, listen to this interview, and please, dear listeners, let the stepfather know how much you love him. Fine, stepfather. Thank you so much for being on this episode.
2: Thank you, sir. Oh, it's a good time.
0: Absolutely. So once again, Please enjoy this interview with Catherine Knight. Thank you, one and all, for listening to this episode. Please take care of yourselves and the people around you. Pay for your porn and support amazing content creators like Catherine Knight and all the amazing people that you have heard on this show. Find something that feeds your soul and do it as often as you possibly can. And, of course,
2: keep calm and dangle on. Smooth.
1: do mm, don't worry. Dick will be coming... back. Mm, he's recovered and ready to go again. Welcome back to the Pervert Nation. Here he is. Dick Jangle.
0: My guest is blazing a path in adult that has found her quickly becoming a fan favorite and a highly requested performer. She has worked for Evil Angel, Met Art, private dorsal and more and delivers sexually and sensually charged scenes that will keep her in demand add to that her own incredible content and her name is on everybody's need to watch list her work has found her nominated for over 10 major industry awards and a winner of two of them I hope you are ready for your newest obsession. It is the stunning Catherine Knight. How are you doing today?
3: Hi, I'm great. Thank you for such a lovely introduction. (laughs)
0: Absolutely. It is my pleasure. Before we continue in our conversation, can you please tell everybody where they could find you online and on social media?
3: Yes. Okay. So my Instagram and Twitter are the same handle, X cat night X and on Twitter, you can find all, all my links and Instagram as well on my bio. Um, my link tree with my many vids, my OnlyFans, and yeah, all the good stuff.
0: <laughs> Fantastic! So, I don't know how to start this interview. I don't know if I just want to speak English or if I want to say Guten Tag, V Gates, or or if I, wanna... I
3: actually don't speak any German. Okay. Uh, I'm from Chile.
0: Okay, well, then I could say, um, hola, ¿cómo estás?
3: Yes, yes, hola. <laughs> well, <there. laughs>
0: how do you manage to live in Germany? And well, I know a lot of people speak English there, but uh, how do you manage uh, to make it work?
3: Oh, my God. Uh, well, most of my friends are from all over Europe, so I don't have an issue with that. When I go to parties and meet friends... But, um, yeah, the, um, I don't know, going to a supermarket or if you have to call your <laughs> health insurance and stuff like that, it can be a struggle, but, um, yeah, I have a financial advisor that kind of does all that stuff for me and, um, some friends that are from Germany that can help me with that, with that all the time. So I'm lucky, um. Yeah, I, I've been able to, to manage just fine. <laughs> okay.
0: How did you find your way to Germany?
3: Well, I used to be in a relationship uh, with two people there. I'm polyamorous, by the way. Okay. So I was in a relationship with a couple living in Germany. And um, I used to travel back and forth to visit them. And I just fell in love with the place. It's just an amazing city like berlin is incredible um because of the techno scene that i really love i love going to raves and how open-minded people are as well um it's a big thing for me like the sex positivity of the people there is just beyond like it's just a such a kinky and sex positive place i love it
0: very nice. I lived uh, in Germany as a child and I still have a lot of family that I talk to there. So it's nice to have someone that has a connection there. It's nice.
1: <laughs> Sweet.
0: You were at AVN and X3 in Los Angeles this year. How, uh, you so looked good. amazing, by the way, on the red carpet. Thank you. You're welcome. How was your convention season?
3: It was great. It was a lot. Like it was like nonstop. Like it was one uh, event after the other. It was crazy for like two weeks straight. Um, I don't know how I was able to manage (laughs) all of that, but it was incredibly fun and Uh, exciting to meet so many amazing performers big names in the industry and connect with fans and yeah it's just like it it's so much fun um really like demanding (laughs) really exhausting but it's so worth it i had an amazing time i can't
0: imagine how exhausting it is because to go from Germany to the West coast of the U.S. I mean, you are probably talking 13, 14 hours of actual flying time, not counting layovers. That's
3: how, how do you do that? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it was a bit insane. Um, but it it was so worth it. Like I'm, I love going to the U S and seeing my friends. I, and I actually have a partner there. Um, they were, helping me, (laughs) uh, keep it together through the whole thing. Um, and supporting me and, um, yeah, driving me places. It was a huge huge chaos, but, um, yeah, with their help, it was so, so nice.
0: Were you able to make a lot of content while you were in the U S?
3: Oh yeah. Yeah. I was doing many collabs, I'm super proud of my um, videos I did with Dread. Mm-hmm. They they are insanely good. I'm super proud about, about those. And um, yeah, <laughs> I, I think they're one of the best scenes I, I've ever done.
0: In regards to the award shows, you were nominated for two AVN Awards this past season. AVN Fan Nominee for Hottest Newcomer and Industry Nominee for Best New International Starlet. Yes. And As mm-hmm. I mentioned in your introduction, you've had a number of award nominations, uh, several being for the 2022 X Biz Europa Awards, and you won two of those. Yeah which were for Best Sex Scene Glam Core and one for Best Sex Scene Lesbian. Congratulations on all of your success. Um, (laughs) Uh, What were your reactions to winning and to the nominations when uh, they came down?
3: Oh, my God. Um, That was my first event. That was my first Exvis ever, by the way. So it was a huge deal for me. And uh, being nominated was crazy and already like a win a huge win for me like being nominated seven times on my first year was so so nice (laughs) I was so grateful for that and then winning the two awards that but that by the way were the first two awards of the night it was like what is happening right now like what the fuck (laughs) it was so exciting yeah, they called me uh, to go on stage to receive my award, and then I was taking pictures with my award, and they were like, "Catherine, come back, like <laughs> go upstairs again, <laughs> stage again." And I was like, "What? Like <laughs> So I was like running um yeah to get my second award, and oh, it was just so, so much fun, so, so crazy. <laughs> it was a big night.
0: When you first started sex work, you began as a cam model, but you found out that yeah. it really wasn't for you. Why is that?
3: Oh, I, I don't know. I think I was thinking about it a few days ago, and um, I think it was because I was coming from modeling, which is uh, mostly pictures, mostly posing, and camming is more casual. It's more about like just enjoying yourself, um, talking to people, like more chill. And um, maybe I I had this mentality of like posing, like I was in a a fashion video or something. (laughs) So I don't know. I was not really connecting and didn't have fun. But I recently did uh, a new live show. And I fell in love with it. So I think I'm gonna try it again. I think I'm gonna give it another try very soon. Very nice. (laughs) I changed my mind. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Also I was doing solo and um I recently did a lesbian show and a threesome. And I think that keeps things more interesting, more fun, more interactive. There's always something going on. You're not just waiting for people to tip. So yeah, more dynamic, more fun. Time flies. So I think I would try something like that. Having a partner partner with me, another performer on camera with me. That will be fun.
0: I always find it amazing when a person is camming with somebody else and they are having sex. I don't know how... Is it just you putting on a show or do you still try to interact with the people who are tipping? Because I would think you may get lost in the sex and forget to thank people.
3: (laughs) (laughs) No, like, yeah, it's a lot of multitasking, <laughs> but uh, I always make sure that uh, fans are being appreciated and like saying thank you whenever they tip or if they uh, suggest something, if they want to see something specific, I always reply or like say, okay, cool, let's let's try that now. And um, yeah, you have to manage all that mm. at the same time. <laughs>
0: many people use the adult industry to safely explore their sexuality was this true for you and are there topics that you want a chance to try are there sexual firsts that you'd like to have on film
3: oh um sexual firsts. i think i still have a few sexual firsts uh that i haven't tried like for example um being suspended like uh role play things like that i think i haven't explored that enough on like a professional level uh so that would be really cool to explore for a professional scene or also um being with more than two guys that would be cool <laughs> yeah um Water sports are fun to me. Uh, I I got a chance to to try that with Jack Slayer. With uh, he's the best at it, to be honest. Uh, he's super professional. So I think I would like to try that again. But yeah, I think I uh, I've covered <laughs> most of my sexual fantasies already. <laughs> There's not much left.
0: <laughs> Lucky you. <laughs> <laughs> you work with so many amazing men and women in your content do you have a type that you like to work with or you know maybe not necessarily physically but mentally and emotionally sexually
3: Mm. oh that's an interesting question um i don't i don't think I, i have a type to be honest and my fans have actually said that like you work with so many different people i don't get what's your type <laughs> okay. but i do focus on what they want to see sometimes and right now for example they want to see me with black guys and i i'm super attracted to black guys so yeah that's kind of my thing right now and uh for lesbian scenes um i don't know uh, i think uh, people with kind of similar body type. It's my thing. People with dark hair, uh, a few tattoos <laughs> here and there. I think that's my my type. But yeah, I, I work with any sizes, um, hair color, whatever. <laughs> I just love working with different people in different vibes. I, I'm kind of demisexual as well but I think that when I'm working um I I don't know I just enjoy the moment and yeah um well
0: (laughs) some people create content that fits their sexual energy meaning dominant or submissive and some don't does what you film fit your sexual energy
3: I think I'm a switch so uh with guys i tend to be more submissive and uh i love being thrown around (laughs) by by like uh massive guys um and then when i'm shooting with girls um i'm kind of the opposite i try to take the lead and um yeah put them in positions and take care of them yeah so it's kind of the opposite Mm. depending On which the performers is Uh, oh and also if it is a new guy i i also try to take the lead so um yeah it depends depends on the on the person who i'm with and uh, what's their their vibe Mm -hmm.
0: with your look and energy i could see you doing a large production with a lot of storyline and acting would this be something you'd like to do
3: oh yeah Mm -hmm. definitely (laughs) yes
0: would you like to play a bad guy character would you want to play a hero what can you see yourself doing
3: Mm. I don't know I like I love for example the the mysterious girl that's kind of my vibe the mm. I don't know how to describe it in English to be honest but um being sexy, mysterious and elegant okay. but also super <laughs> super um into wild sex. I think that's my vibe. That would be a nice story. Mm. I love for example the, the mystery and the whole uh sexual tension on deeper productions. Okay. Uh so something kind of like that, I think it's my vibe. All
0: right. I could see that. When it comes to making your own content, it is very well shot and produced. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's very high-end in quality. Did it take you a while to figure out your style and how you wanted it to look?
3: Yeah, like I'm a perfectionist. I'm very peaky. I always want more and I want to... I always want to improve my content. That was one of the first, uh, I mean, one of the main reasons why I started doing professional shootings, like mainstream porn, because I wanted to like basically steal all their knowledge <laughs> <laughs> and like, <laughs> like improve my content. I was like, I want to know how they do the lighting, uh, which cameras they use, all of that stuff. And um, I wanted to incorporate it into my scenes. And yeah, it's been an amazing process.
0: <laughs> yeah, I could imagine. And it must be difficult because you see what they are using, and it's a big investment early, but it has really oh, yeah. paid. Yeah, it has really paid off in how it looks.
3: It's so worth it. It's so worth it. And I'm so passionate about it. I, I cannot be, like, without making my own content. It's it's so much fun. And, yeah, I'm extremely passionate about um, improving and, like, finding the best equipment. So I'm always getting new things. I actually just got a new lens. So I'm super excited about that. I've been trying it now, and it's like, yes, this is what I want. <laughs> so there are so many so many good scenes coming soon <laughs> this month
0: not only do you have an only fans but you have a many vid store yes and some of the scenes on there are fantastic one in particular is naughty schoolgirls climb on car pov
3: Ooh. <laughs> hot yeah yeah i i shot that one with my best friend um from berlin Uh, she's a new girl in the industry we met through Instagram and uh, she's such a sweetheart we became really good friends and now she's like I want to do porn and I was like yes let's do it and we've been creating so many good scenes Um, her partner is a videographer so it it works perfectly yeah we, we work together sometimes and it's just great we have an amazing connection So I'm super proud of that scene.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and and for those listening who may not have had a chance to see it, I recommend it because what you are watching is basically you are sitting in the inside of the car and you're watching the two women on the hood of the car through the windshield.
3: It's like a POV. Yeah, and
0: (laughs) having sex on a car has its challenges. Did your back and knees and did the hood of the car survive?
3: Yeah, yeah. Um surprisingly it did. Uh we were so worried about it, but it worked. Um we were just freezing. I don't know if you can tell, like every time we like we're like breathing, uh you can see the hot air coming out wow. of, our, of our mouths. Uh it's Berlin, so um, right. yeah, it's so super cold. <laughs> <laughs> And uh yeah, I think that the the struggle was the cold. We we were taking breaks, like okay, yeah. We we got ten minutes, okay, like uh putting our ropes on and taking a break, water break and then <laughs> climbing on the car again <laughs> to have a few more, more minutes and yeah, it was fun.
0: <laughs> Whose car was it, may I ask?
3: Uh the videographer's car.
0: <laughs> ah, okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: Yeah, he he knew what he was getting into. Okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now, one thing that I enjoy doing with my interview guests is talking to them about some of the social media posts that they have made. Are you willing to answer a couple of questions about some Twitter posts that you've put out? Oh,
3: (laughs) okay. Yes. All right.
0: I I promise it is nothing horrible.
3: (laughs) I'm scared. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: No, I promise. So the first one I would like to ask you about, you wrote, why is having a crush on someone forbidden feels so damn good? And Mm. (laughs) I asked this question myself because it does feel very good. Oh my god. I, 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 yeah. won't, I won't ask who it is, but how do you show your crush that you like them?
3: Oh my god. Um, um I think uh I just um message message them, giving them like a few signals, not being too obvious, but like letting them know that I'm available and being flirty, like I, I'm just so naturally party with everyone okay. <laughs> so um yeah i just messaged them casually saying that i'm corny uh in a friendly way okay. <laughs> <laughs> and see how they react <laughs> <laughs> and see if there's something like but as i said like it, it, it's about like someone forbidden so um in this cases because this was more than one um, Oh, okay is about power dynamics mostly. Ah, okay. um, so, yeah, it's, I'm just gonna say it. It's someone from the industry, it's a videographer. So, it's like, of course, I cannot just say, like, hey, I wanna fuck, cause it's <laughs> no, it's like a big no. Um, yeah. And also, um, uh, who else was it? Uh, it's someone that is in a, re- in a relationship, and I don't know how, their relationship works Mm -hmm. i don't know what's uh their deal what's uh their rules dynamics all that so i don't want to ruin anything (laughs) but uh yeah it's like damn
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah that is very nice of you not to ruin a relationship that is good
3: yeah yeah, that's not my thing
0: (laughs) (laughs) so my next tweet that i would like to ask you about you wrote Busy Mm -hmm. manifesting orgies. Ooh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) I imagine it takes a lot of energy to manifest an orgy. What is your vision of the perfect orgy?
3: Oh, I feel like the perfect orgy is everybody interacting with each other, not letting anyone feel left out. And um, having genuine fun at it, not just acting or being act uh, like active in uh, pleasing others, but also getting your own pleasure as well. Like, yeah, I want everybody having fun, yes. uh, is <laughs> enjoying there... them- themselves.
0: <laughs> is there a specific amount of people, and is it more men than women, more women than men?
3: I don't know. Um, well, I'm. Um, I like all genders, so I don't know. I don't have a preference. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's the perfect orgy, honestly.
3: <laughs> yes.
0: The next tweet I would like to ask you about. You wrote, "12 hours of raving. Let's go." <laughs> yeah and you you mentioned oh. it in the opening that you like to go to raves now, I can barely do eight hours at a convention, let alone twelve hours at a rave. How do you find the yeah. energy
3: That's Berlin, that's, berlin. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it is, yeah, my first year in berlin it was it was so insane because people go sometimes from Friday to Monday or Friday oh. to tuesday like it never stops like there are so many memes and jokes about it like (laughs) don't forget to go home (laughs) (laughs) you have to go home at some point but um yeah like it's so much fun the techno scene in berlin is insane there's always something good going on and sometimes like three incredible events in one night so you have to choose and there is a lot of FOMO <laughs> and um <laughs> your friends saying like hey where are you come here let's party and like you end up um yeah partying for two days <laughs> 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 or maybe more <laughs> um yeah <laughs> it's wild I love it in the
0: u.s at least uh in in the area that i am at they bring in a lot of groups that have themes you know like uh, there's actually a spongebob squarepants rave coming up in a couple of weeks do they do that
3: (laughs) oh my god uh i mean uh there's a bit of everything but um my thing is underground uh, yeah. raves, like mostly like illegal raves or like very hardcore techno raves. Um, I'm obsessed with Berghain. I don't know if you if you know about this venue. Yeah. Uh, it's basically the best techno club in the world. Mm. No joke. jokes. It's so good. The energy is insane. Everybody is so hot. Wow. Like it's, it's home for me.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. I, I definitely have not heard of it because if everyone is so hot, I would not be allowed in.
3: (laughs) 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 Well, it's, it's very well known for uh, having this door policy. Like they see you and you're like, no, go next. (laughs) <laughs> it's like you have to look like you're part of the techno scene. Uh you have to be wearing black, having a bunch of tattoos, uh having a mullet or something like that, like a crazy haircut, uh piercings, all the Berlin style. Uh otherwise you're not <laughs> you're getting in. I
1: you. Gotcha. It's not happening. <laughs> so.
0: <laughs> so are there Techno artists, any musicians that you are a really big fan of, or is it more about the scene and the music and the energy
3: i mean it's about both um, i I love going to rapes with my friends and um bonding over music and um, having amazing conversations when you take breaks from dancing um but also i'm a big fan of some dj's like uh SP, dj also maron rebecca yeah those are like big names in the like hardcore techno in in europe they're amazing yeah, very, and very they amazing. usually play at berghain <laughs>
0: oh okay i got gotcha. you yeah i have a few more tweets to ask you questions about and the next one i would like to ask you wrote my doctor's receptionist watches my porn videos oh my with <laughs> with her boyfriend
1: yes
3: oh, yes that was so cool to know i was like <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i'm so happy about it like every time i think about it, it's like yes <laughs> yeah. Um well I love my doctor. Uh he's super chill. He follows me on Instagram so he knows what I do. Okay. And we were like casually talking the other day and he was like, "Yeah, everybody knows you here." I was like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, "Yeah, like my receptionist uh watches your porn with her boyfriend?" I was like, "Oh, cool." <laughs> I didn't know that and that's why she always stares at me in like (laughs) like a super friendly cute way and I was like okay what's going on (laughs) but now I know why Uh, yeah I love her so now I follow her back on (laughs) Instagram and I noticed that uh she has an OnlyFans as well so it's super cool wow (laughs) I
0: can't imagine like the thought of that blows my mind i could not imagine a doctor being that chill in the u.s
3: i love him i love him so much <laughs> yeah wow he's the best <laughs>
0: your next tweet you wrote i gotta stop opening twitter at this coffee shop
3: oh damn that's that's me all the time <laughs> like i'm so dissensitive desensitized um, yeah, yeah like I can be watching like a hardcore you know <laughs> teaser <laughs> on Twitter like anywhere like on a plane on like on the subway on a coffee shop and and then after like five minutes I realize and I'm like oh shit
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh <laughs> there's people around
1: me <laughs>
0: Have you uh, have you ever been given uh, dirty looks, or has anyone ever said anything to you?
3: Uh, no, not yet.
0: <laughs> wow.
3: No, um, and I think it's Berlin, so they're super sex positive. I think they wouldn't care. Mm. <laughs> to be honest.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, the last tweet I would like to ask you about: you had put out a survey with the question, "What do you want to see me shoot?" More of the most. And mm-hmm. the choices were boy girl, boy, girl girl, girl girl, or solo. And yeah. boy girl won with about 46%. Boy, girl, girl was about 30. Girl girl was about 15, and solo was 10. Were you surprised by these results?
3: Kind of. Because I feel like I've I'm not doing solos enough. And also I'm not doing that many lesbian scenes so i was like i think that's what they want to see next but nope (laughs) they're very happy with what i'm doing so i'm just gonna keep doing it
0: (laughs) do you get a lot of feedback beyond a survey from your followers and your fans because you seem to be pretty Uh, interactive with them
3: oh yeah yeah i i love my fans uh like i built so many genuine deep connections and only fans like there's people that i really love like i tell them like i fucking love you and we talk about everything i give them my time i tell them private stuff what's going on in my life yeah like uh i love my fans <laughs> so so yeah yeah i'm super grateful for them and uh yeah
0: <laughs> so I was looking, as you know, through your Twitter, and you had announced that you are going to be at Xbiz Miami.
3: Yes. So yes.
0: what does 2022 have in store for you beyond Xbiz Miami? Are you going to just continue to film yeah. and make content or do you have more things in plan?
1: Yeah.
3: Um well I'm going to Tenerife first. On the first week of May, right before uh, express Miami. <laughs> I'm going to be there shooting with like 12 performers, uh, three videographers. We rented a whole villa for us to shoot content for our site. So I'm super excited for that. We have incredible performers from Europe and the US. And um, I'm super proud of that project because I was able to manage all that and organize it for the first time and it went super smoothly uh all the spots are taken already <laughs> and um the villa is just insane it's so beautiful so i'm really looking forward to that and then going to miami <laughs> and then probably la i'm thinking about it but i think i'm gonna be in la right after XPS to to do some more collabs there
0: Wow, that's incredible. Have you been to Miami yet?
3: No, it's gonna be my first time.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> get get ready for the heat and humidity.
3: Yes. <laughs> yeah. what I was thinking. Yeah, <laughs> you do some shopping. Let's yes, some- exactly. Dresses. I'm super excited.
0: <laughs> this has been so much fun. It was really nice to get to know you a little bit and bring you to my audience. One more time. Can you please tell everybody where they could find you on social media?
3: Yes. Instagram and Twitter. Same handle. X Cat Knight X. I can find all my naughty stuff on Twitter.
0: <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> This was such a pleasure to be able to speak with you. I hope to be able to meet you here in a not-too-distant future, and best of luck with everything in 2023. I know you're going to just absolutely kill
3: it. Thank you you so much. Thank you for having me. This was great.